Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, October 31st, 2023. Happy Halloween. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, House and Senate Republicans are on a collision course on Israel funding. Number two, Trump world weighs in on Speaker Johnson's fundraising apparatus. And number three, Senate Judiciary is looking to subpoena conservatives in its SCOTUS judicial reform probe. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, We have been detailing Speaker Mike Johnson's new strategy for finding uh, a way forward in the House when it comes to Israel funding, uh, in particular the fact that he wants to use uh, cuts in order to kind of get this forward and really kind of run up the numbers in the among House Republicans. Uh, but that is really uh, on a collision course and in direct uh, uh, opposite strategy of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I'll say a few things here. I think that, um, you know, I don't really quite understand who was clamoring for offsets here. Um, usually emergency spending of this nature, whether it's right or wrong, you could argue it both ways. Uh, usually this kind of emergency spending is not done with offsets. Usually it's just done straight up. But um, not only did Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, decide to offset it, he decided to offset it with um, an offset that is completely partisan. Now, um, there the, the leadership did consider some uh, bipartisan offsets, things that Democrats could vote for, um, uh, and they decided to go in this direction. Now, Johnson is trying to solidify the GOP vote, split Democrats, understandable, um, and he's a new speaker, so I think he's trying to put points in the board. At, uh, you know, There are many in the leadership who argue he's overthinking this, but what it does do here is it, um, it does make life more difficult for Mitch McConnell. Um, he is seeing his rank and file as Andrew and Brez write this morning, uh, even grow even more divided over to how to handle Joe Biden's $105 billion supplemental spending request. Remember, uh, Israel's $14 billion, and then you have a lot of other, uh, you have Taiwan and Ukraine, which are um, equally as uh, important to the administration, I would say, and some would argue equally as pressing. Now, if Johnson could get this Israel bill through the House, and that I think is an open question, um, uh, based on absences, and I there's a Trump rally Thursday that some seem to be considering going to, McConnell has to decide how he's going to um, uh, how he's going to handle this, and it's going to be difficult. I mean, he has some members like J.D. Vance saying. Um, that uh, they should get border money if they do this. McConnell, uh, uh, Rand Paul is saying that it has to all be offset. So this is a, a complicated um, a complicated calculus for Anna, uh, Mitch McConnell. Absolutely. And I think, I think there's like two other big things here. One being this is going to be the first test of how House Republicans and Senate Republicans work together or don't work together. And I think the big thing for McConnell, too, I mean, this is a legacy defining moment for him, right? Like, this is something, this isn't as if 
Israel and Ukraine funding, and he has been somebody who's traveled around the world, has a legacy when it comes to uh, the U.S. and and foreign policy and kind of meeting that moment. Um, whereas you have Johnson, who you know isn't defined by these kinds of things, right? And I think that to me is what does McConnell dig in and try to really coalesce and get his uh, conference on board here. Or, you know, it, it's, is that not where, I mean, obviously there's some members, there's the J.D. Vances of the world, as you mentioned, there's, um, you know, Rand Paul and others who are squarely in the Johnson camp, but there still are quite a few Senate Republicans who believe that, especially when it comes to Ukraine, this is going to be the last shot they have until uh, the presidential election. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I But listen, I, I just want to return to Johnson for a second here. This is his first full week as Speaker. He's operating with a, um, let's call it a little bit of a, um, a skeleton crew. Although he's getting help from other leadership offices and and, and other place, other things like that. Uh, this, I think, I think there's a. I don't have to think. There are a lot of people in the leadership and in the rank and file who are uh, who think he's overthinking this because if this, as one uh, senior Republican said to me last night. Um, that the better answer here, and I, again, I have no, I have no idea. I don't think it's, I don't ever think it's this simple. But um, this is a, this would have been a layup, three hundred and eighty vote bill. Um, you know, you you would, you might need these offsets in the future when you do Ukraine aid or whatever. Um, but anyway, this is a, it's just a, it's a. It's a risky strategy. We'll see how it works out this week. All right, let's run to the number two story of the morning. Um, man, I thought this was one. Of, this was one of my favorite things we wrote about today, Jake. Uh, two top aides to former President Donald Trump have approached several House Republicans with a stark warning: top Republican political operative Jeff Rowe cannot have a foothold in Speaker Mike Johnson's orbit. Always interesting when you have, uh, you know, kind of a message from on high, uh, certainly from Donald Trump trying to weigh into congressional politics and, and fundraising. And as you know, the knives often come out about who's in and who's not uh, when it comes to who can is getting the contracts at any of the party committees, as well as who's kind of working for some of the new leaders. Yeah. So a, f- a few ways to think of, it, of this. Um Mike Johnson doesn't have a political operation yet. He has the NRCC. He has, you know, CLF, which he's becoming acquainted to and with. Um, But his general consultant, one of his top political consultants, is is a guy by the name of Jason Ebert, who is a... um, uh, whose firm, the political firm, was bought by by Jeff Rowe. Jeff Rowe is a obviously has had some beef with uh, former President Donald Trump. He ran his um, he he's run Ted Cruz's campaign. He's been involved with Ron DeSantis's super PAC. So there's no love lost between Jeff Rowe and uh, former President Trump. Now listen, Johnson says he's never he doesn't even really know Rowe. I think he's met him once. And this is much ado about nothing, according to um, 
uh, people in uh, uh, Mike Johnson's orbit. But it is, you're right. It's very interesting. It's very, you know, this is the former president trying to flex his muscle on uh, the new speaker, who, by the way, uh, he was, I guess, somewhat in favor of. All right, and let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, Andrew Desiderio out with this uh, report on the fact that the Senate Judiciary Committee will vote to authorize subpoenas as part of its Democratic-led investigation into the Supreme Court's ethics guidelines. Chair Dick Durbin announced Monday evening uh, all three subpoena targets, Harlan Crow, Leonard Leo, and Robin Arkley II, have been in the crosshairs of the committee's month-long probe, centering on the justice's failure to disclose gifts from individuals who could have interests before the Supreme Court. Um, certainly, Jake, ratcheting up of pressure by Democrats here because uh, the judiciary has basically indicated they have no interest in participating or having reforms. Yeah, th- this is we we had this last night on our text platform, which hopefully everybody is uh, a part of. Uh, and if you're not, please subscribe to Premium and get on the text platform. Uh, this is something that has uh, the Judiciary Committee has long been interested in. It'll have to obviously go through a vote, uh, which could be probably next week at some point, uh, to subpoena Harlan Crow, Leonard Leo, and Robin Arkley. Uh, this is the the. This is a step farther or further, I guess it would be in this instance, um, that uh, uh, on the ethics, the Supreme Court ethics stuff. So this is something that um, there's a lot of pressure internally and there's a lot of interest. I'm not saying Democratic lawmakers aren't interested in this, but there's a lot of been a lot of pressure to do something more on the Supreme Court. This is what they're doing. So this will be a fascinating thing to see. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like the Daily Punch, please share it on social media. Tell your friends. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also go deeper on all of these issues and more by signing up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.